Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is LaCharles and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord, and we just thank you for all the blessings that you have poured out on us in abundance, Lord, that you have been a great God to us, Lord, and that you have only shown us love and kindness, Lord. Mm -hmm. Lord, we also just thank you for the understanding and the wisdom that you have given us through your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you have allowed us to understand your word, Lord, and to apply it to our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us and to get into the word together. We are continuing in our study of Hebrews in chapter 9, still discussing verses 11 through 15. So whether you're joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and read or reread those scriptures, Hebrews 9, 11 through 15, just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and or to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles. Okay, we left off in the last episode talking about how Jesus is the, um, he gave us redemption, just mm-hmm. understanding that he is not reacting um, to situations, but he has already had this in his plan the whole time. Right, he's not reacting, he's enacting. He's yes. not reacting to sin. He's enacting his plan that was laid before the foundation of the world. Yes. Go. And Mama, you had said something very interesting inside the episode. You had talked about how um, that with the blood of Christ, it was optional if they came under it. It wasn't he forced it on everybody. Mm-hmm. And so what the Lord was showing me here is that this goes right down into verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Mm-hmm. And just understanding that as important as it was for the children of Israel, we see inside the wilderness, because somebody offered a bull or a goat did not mean it went for everybody inside the nation. They mm-hmm. each had to come and bring their own. That's right. And what we see with the high priest, while he did offer it for the entire nation, there were certain you still had to come under that, essentially. Meaning that if you actually look at what was um what was inside of the commandments that the Lord gave, there were certain people who were cast out of the camp for doing certain actions. Mm-hmm. It didn't say that the blood of the goat caused them to be able to come back. It said that once they were cast off, that was it. Depending on what it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how it wasn't just because you were a Jew that suddenly it started working and you can do whatever and come back in. They had to choose to remain inside of it, which is what we see here is that with the blood of Jesus, yes, we are to repent to God for everything that we do. But there's a difference. And we talked about this in previous chapters about those who willingly know what they're doing and go and do it anyway. So intentionally sin against the Lord. Yes. Okay. And then continue and proceed in that sin. Yes, and how there is no repentance for such because they put God to an open shame again. Mm-hmm. Oh, you had something you wanted to say, sweetie? I just wanted to say that that was um, 
the distinction that she gave to me and I think would be helpful for the listeners as well to just help with this concept is there is a, a difference between iniquity, which is the, the art of practicing sin to become a master at it versus sinning. Mm-hmm. Sin can be intentional or unintentional. But mm-hmm. again, the difference is, are you trying to be the master at sin or not? Mm-hmm. And iniquity is a lifestyle of practicing. Exactly wickedness a mm-hmm. lifestyle of of purposefully and intentionally disregarding disobeying and being contrary to god as well there's a, an intentional like lord, lord i'm looking you in your eyeballs i know exactly who you are and i don't care and it's a disdain and disrespect for god on that intent and it's an intentional level yes um, and that, that goes, goes about to the, it. putting the lord to an open chain mm-hmm. so then there's also wickedness that happens um, when people don't have a formal knowing of God. But even still, Romans tells us that every human being is without excuse because it's written into us. It's all of creation around you tells you that there is a God. And not just, uh, not a God of wood and stone, uh, one that you've fashioned with your own hands or made for yourself, but no, nature and creation tells you that there is a true and living God. And our very beings cry out for the Lord. Now, God is so wonderful and specific to be able to delineate between the, you have a knowledge of God and you should be looking for him. And you should also have a knowledge of what righteousness is. And those who are ignorant and they are doing things because their parents taught them to do it, et cetera, et cetera. He knows all the different nuances and different traits of what's happening and why. Um, in the last episode, uh, just real quick, I mentioned to you, we were talking about um, the gospel being preached to those who are in prison. And I just want to give you that um, an additional scripture on that. It's First Peter 3.19. If um, anybody wants to go take a look at that. And actually, I'll just read it to you real quick, um, just to show the magnificence of our Lord, um, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. This is talking about Christ um, when he was crucified and how he brought us to God to make the whole thing perfect, to, to be just all the way around and all the way through. So, LaCharles or Layla, did you guys have anything else that you were... I think LaCharles was still going. Oh, I okay. was. All right, go ahead, sweetheart. <laughs> And um, as I was saying, they had to enter into it. It wasn't just blanketed over if you were a certain ethnicity or if you were a Jew, you suddenly were able to come back. They had to enter into it as well. Meaning that also we see that there are certain people, um, we know the high priest won every year to go offer sacrifices for the sin of the people. To for co- himself? And for the people, uh-huh. yes, to cover uh-huh. it. But the peop- if the people decide to continue in the sin... It, would, it wasn't necessarily covered, if that makes sense. And that's something that we as Christians face today. You can, quote, unquote, say the words, Lord, forgive me, but you are still enacting the same thing. It's not going to be forgiven, for the Lord knows the hearts in which you are actually intending. It's so just in case in the off chance that this is the last time you have to breathe on this earth and you say, Lord, forgive me. Just to say you said the words, God is not fooled by that for one second. Yes. And mm-hmm. understanding that, we have to enter into what the Lord has for us and enter into the repentance, which is what we see here, cleansing your mind from all dead works. And that's very important as well, because while the Lord does forget about it, we have to renew our minds as well. Meaning that we see with um, Peter, 
in the gospels at the end of it how he left the disciples because he had betrayed jesus his conscience convicted him of what he had done and it weighed on him Mm -hmm. and the lord had to come and bring him back but peter had to renew his mind as well he had to receive Uh the grace that christ was showing to him and go i'm gonna leave the memory and the remembrance of my sin behind and that failure and I'm going to say, God, if you accept me, I'm going to accept and receive the acceptance that God was trying to bestow on him. God, literally, Christ told Peter what was going to happen before he even did it. And he was, and Christ was saying to him, even though I told you, I saw you, I knew this is what you were going to do. I still love you. I still have a plan and a purpose. And my plan and purpose is not diminished. My eye towards you is not weakened or lessened. I still love you with the same love that I had for you before when you were yet in your sin, still 100% fully ignorant and sinful. I loved you then and I love you now. And if either you're going to take my hand and accept it and move on and grow from here, or you're going to keep reveling in your own self-pity, which is a backwards self-righteousness, and carry on with the weight and the burden of sin. So you have an opportunity to receive the fullness of the redemption that Christ, his blood provides you. But it is absolutely your choice. If the Lord says, I forgive you and I hold nothing against you, then who are you to go, no, no, God, never mind. Wait, this is too big for you. That's insulting him. I mean, like severely smacking him in the face. Never mind, your blood can't do this because I feel it's too great for that. Mm. (laughs) Well, God of all creation says, I love you anyway. Let's keep going. I don't even remember it anymore. Then who are you to go? Yes, you do, God. And you're calling him a liar. I was... I mean, that's that's the bare minimum of things that would be calling the Lord uh, or, or what, uh, in opposition to who he is, his nature, his character, his attributes. The bare minimum would be calling the Lord a liar. Let's just understand in greater detail what he's talking about here and how it relates, right? So he's first first and foremost talking about this heavenly sanctuary, right? The This thing that was that already existed. And then, as we were talking in an earlier episode, I believe, or one of the previous episodes, one about um, especially the the earthly sanctuary, the type and the shadow, the copy of the things that already exist in the heavenlies, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But then he's also pointing to Christ, saying, which he has been this whole time, this entire book, saying, this is how you need to understand Jesus mm-hmm. and who he is and was and is. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes back to uh, a couple other scriptures uh, well, in Hebrews. That, so again, this is the same points that he's just reiterating, hammering over and over and over so that the Jews of the day, the Jews at this time period, but also today and, and us as well, we're included in this so we can come into, by, by faith, the grace that's been extended to us. He says... In chapter 2, verses 17 and 18, Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. And then again in chapter 4, verse 15, says, For... We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So what is the, uh, this is something that's been 
brought up and discussed here in the last few episodes about uh, a pattern and example. Paul's talking in both aspects here, the things that already exist in the heavenlies. Mm. The earthly things are a copy, a, a type and a shadow, right? A replica of what already exists. But then in all things he was tempted, which should make someone what? Relatable. Commonalities. It would be one thing if we had a, a ruler who had not experienced anything that we do, right? Yes. yes. And actually we see and hear about that in the natural sense with our own elected officials, the lifestyle they grew up in and... and I would the, say even or a boss. Absolutely. Like when you have a boss that's over you and you're doing work and that boss who's never done that job before tells you, tries to tell you how to do that job, how, you have exactly. little respect. Uh, right. In America anyway, you throw your eyes over there like, you can't tell me nothing. You've never even done this before. You're exactly. looking off a piece of paper. You don't know. But <laughs> when they ha- are, they share your field and exactly. they've done the job themselves and they come and give you pointers, you hold much more respect for them. Absolutely. So he's also saying, hey, just off that fact alone, is, without saying these exact words, there should be a reverence for Jesus because this is who he is and what he did. He understands. He can sympathize with us because he too went through the same things, only he came out without sin, without spot, wrinkle, blemish in his spirit, soul, and body. And as a result of that, he's our great high priest, right? And also saying, we, as in for the, for the Jews of the day, bestow so much honor to the great, to, or not the great high priest, but to high priests mm-hmm. in the past who are natural people mm-hmm. who are with sin, which is why they also need the blood sprinkled on the mercy seat for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then can make it for the people, the atonement, the propitiation for the people, right? Yes. He's saying, the Lord didn't need any of that. But we give all this honor to these people who are like us and have fallen. Mm -hmm. Because for that that year, they are to be spotless. They are to be sinless. But he's saying, this is how Christ lived. And by Christ, I mean Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, lived out his entire life here on earth. Mm -hmm. So... Which is why he now, not just on the earthly sanctuary, he's saying, and you brought this up in a previous episode, LaCharles, he now is there in the heavenly realms, at the right, essentially seated at the right hand of the Father as the great high priest, doing the exact same thing in the original, in the heavenly realm, in the heavenly community for us so he's still pointing people to build this is what you need to establish your faith understanding these things while also giving them a glimpse into the heavenly realms and what occurs and by the heavenly realms i mean the kingdom of god the larger weight of exactly because sometimes we get so limited by thinking the earth what you see in front of you is all that there is and the earth is not our home we're just passing through and um, well, <laughs> you either heaven is your home, right? And you're returning there or you are planning to make another uh, eternal home <laughs> yes. in, in the in depths Sheol. Of, of Sheol, um, right? Exactly. But sometimes we forget that the heavenlies is the big picture. 
mm-hmm. and the earth and the what what we're doing here is the smaller picture this is not lasting and forever and so we tend to block god out we eclipse him with the concern of natural things and things that are purely focused on the here and now and and just the existence of a carnal life and we forget what's above and that that's the bigger making the exchange or putting it out of order out of alignment Mm -hmm. it is the spiritual realm first the Mm -hmm. heavenly realm first then the natural Mm -hmm. not the natural first and then the spiritual it's always the heavenly the spiritual realm first and and then the manifestation or the copy the replica right the manifestation occurs in the natural. And so what we mean by that is heaven existed before earth existed like we see it now, right? Yes. And um, the earth did not give birth to heaven. Heaven gave birth to the earth, if, mm-hmm. if we could put those in perspective. Um, while the natural man, Adam, in the timeline appeared on the natural earth before the man Christ put on flesh, he's still not the originator because the original, the plan was set for Christ <laughs> coming in the earth. Amen. It was all built around him. Um, did anybody else have, Charles, you had something you wanted to say, or Layla? Just very quickly, the Lord caught my attention with the word offered, and mm-hmm. that is showing his character, as we've been talking about, in his nature. He's so gracious and merciful. He, I know, and my and some examples in my own life when i thought i was trying to help my brothers i would say it was offering them my help when really i was trying to ram it down their throat (laughs) and force them to accept Mm -hmm. whichever avenue or venue i i chose to display my love when the lord is offering he's offering you his hand he's extending it out to you for you to Take a hold of it if you want to get out of the pit that you find yourself in. If you want a chance to have a better future and a better life and a a better eternity. If you want that sure redemption and salvation that so many others have enjoyed. He's he's offering, he's extending that opportunity to you, but you have to take it. So Mm -hmm. with an offering or the act of offering, there is on the the side of the other person an act of receiving. They have to take it. It's one thing to give, but you have to receive it. And this is also what Paul is talking about. He's already given it, but you have to receive it. And, and then you have to continue in it. Um, back to the help of the examples with um, my brothers. Sure, sometimes they would take my help, but mm-hmm. they didn't always you know, follow through with it. Or mommy and dad, you would offer me your help. And sometimes I took it for the moment, but then... I went, nah, never mind. I'll do my own thing. So mm-hmm. there, throughout the entirety of the process, it isn't just you appropriate the Lord's blood and then you go live like the Dickens and go, eh, and think everything's going to work out. You have to continually walk with it in faithfulness, which is also demonstrated in the word offered. Mm-hmm. And what also we should take away from that is because he offers it and whether or not you decide to take it, there are those who will decide not to take it, uh-huh. which we, we talked about. There are some people that hate God, and they would rather spend their eternity in hell than receive Jesus Christ. And I know I said that very, very directly and very bluntly, but I think as believers, especially as we are surveying people around us and we want to minister the gospel to them, just understanding that that's the truth. And being able to love people 
regardless. And that doesn't mean kowtow and bow down to wickedness and ungodliness, but just understanding you cannot force Christ on anyone. Because if we could, or we were supposed to do that, don't you think the Lord would have forced salvation on us and just Mm -hmm. said, no, you're all going back to heaven. You're all going to heaven, whether you want to or not. No, because actually that's not his intention. He wants the people who don't want him to be separated so that his community is clean, cleansed and pure. And you'll see that later on in um, this chapter so that his community is cleansed and pure and we have what we want and he has what he wants and the people who don't want him have what they want. He's willing to let us make our choice. Amen. So let us receive the grace that God has given us and appreciate it and continue to partake of it moving forward with him Amen to that. and faith. <laughs> you must receive that grace through faith or by faith. The grace is received through faith. Your belief in Jesus, the Christ. Amen. He's the door. Amen. And, faith, and the way and the truth and the life. Amen. And faith simply means believing what God says, accepting it as real fact, as the truth, and mm-hmm. obeying whatever he tells you to do. That's the simplistic simplistic way of describing faith what it is absolutely mm-hmm. and going back to the high priest uh, thing that we were talking about he demonstrated how we in his life here mm-hmm. on earth how we are to live out this walk of faith amen he's the pattern and example so that's who we should be following mm-hmm. as the the copy or the replica here on earth all right. Amen. Yes. So yes. We're going to pause there for today. And with that, kind of got a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please. I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, that you have given us an abundance of it, Lord, and that you have poured it out on us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we have the faith, Lord, that you have given us, Lord, that we are able to believe inside of you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that it's not burdensome, Lord, but that it's easy, Lord, and that your yoke is light, Lord. And, Lord, we just thank you that you have given those who are around us, Lord, to help and guide us back to you, Lord, and to strengthen us inside of what you have for us inside this earth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name we pray, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.